Welcome to a Saturday, March 10th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. We'll start out with some quick details on the Todd Phillips Joker film coming from The Wrap. And it talks about how the Joker will be portrayed as sort of a failed comedian. So the quote is, Todd Phillips' planned Joker origin movie will portray Batman's arch nemesis as a failed 1980s comedian who becomes the clown prince of crime after bombing with audiences. That sounds very familiar to Killing Joke, I would say. What do you think about that, Zach? Yeah, it sounds very familiar to The Killing Joke and a good structure to have for a Joker origin film, I would say. So this isn't this isn't really surprising, um, but it, it does kind of sort of answer the question of, I was wondering, like, how much are we going to see before? Like, are we going to see an established Joker or not? And it seems like we're really going to see him become the Joker instead of, like, being a somewhat established Joker already. Right. And I'm, and I'm sure people are very opposed to the, the fact of a Joker origin film. If we're going to have one, I would probably like I'd probably pick the Killing Joke as as inspiration for that, um, and maybe they can go with a multiple choice background. Uh, so yeah, um, the, the article also mentions that Martin Scorsese's involvement is more because this film will be, which I don't think that's even been confirmed yet about Scorsese's involvement, but it mentions it's more because it's not a superhero film, but uh, sort of compared it to The King of Comedy, which is very which is sort of a dark comedy that he did back in the, the 80s. I think comedy is an important element in a Joker film. Uh, I'm sure this will be very dark if this does, if this film does end up happening. It's going to be a dark film, but I think some dark comedy is very important for Joker, even if he's just showing people how to make pencils disappear or stuff like that. I think you need to have a little bit of dark fun with it. Yeah, you definitely need to have some dark humor. And it's I haven't seen The King of Comedy, but maybe that is something that that gets Martin Scorsese involved. So that's cool. Yeah, And the article also mentions that Joaquin Phoenix is close to a deal, but I don't know if that's any new information or just confirmation of past information. And the current plan is a mid to late 2018 production start date, although rewrites are currently underway. So that could delay things and and push things back later. So are you you any more excited about this since it was officially early announced, Zach? Well, it's, there's been a lot of different stages. I, I think I got... The most excited I've gotten is when they have got. The most excited I've got is when they announced that Joaquin Phoenix was in talks to play the Joker, and so if once he officially closes, I think that will be my peak excitement, and then I don't know where I'll go from there. But I, I'd say I'm more I'm more optimistic about it now than when it was very very first announced. I, I think you're one of the most positive people. Yeah. On the film, and I I think this could be a great film. This is and. I think with the talent involved, I think it will be a good film if it if it happens. I think it's I'm just really struggling to get excited, even though everything if this film were to happen, there there's everything is right behind the scenes of everything. I'm just I just can't get terribly excited about about an out of continuity Joker solo film. Right. Uh, so a quick Lobo movie update. We talked a while back about how Michael Bay was sort of looking at the film and it doesn't look like he's going to be doing it anytime soon just because Variety reported that he has found his next two films to direct and neither of them are being Lobo. So if he is going to direct Lobo, it will be at least two or three years off from that. Yeah, so hopefully they announce that the Lobo movie is coming out soon because <laughs> that would mean that another director is in charge of it. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, and I, we, were, we were pretty hard on this this news when it first hit. Um, I don't think Michael Bay is garbage like some people do. I think he, he does a lot of things well. Uh, and, and I think he, he does some things very well, but I would say I just don't think the risk is worth the reward of having Michael Bay direct a film. Right. Especially the budget that 
Michael Bay is probably going to need. I don't think Lobo affords that kind of budget. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, and then last up today, we have a Twitter question from at USTV Attic. Do you guys think that Brainiac is being wasted on the Krypton show? Shouldn't the character be saved for the DC Warner Brothers films? I have to say the first time when we saw how Brainiac looked and he looked so cool, I kind of thought, man, I wish Henry Cavill was taking on yeah. a Brainiac. <laughs> like, just imagine this, but with six times the budget. Um, I think that would be great. Uh, what was your first reaction? I think it's pretty similar. I was I was kind of blown away by how good it looked. And it like you, I think I just imagined like, okay, if they can do this with a TV budget, what could they do with like a film budget with a really, really good story? So that being said, I'm still, I'm really excited. I think it's a really good villain to have on Krypton. And I, I really don't know where I fall on, is it a waste or not? Because there's there's a lot of pros and cons to both. Right. And, and we can get into tons of details there, but I think Brainiac is the most requested villain for a solo Superman film. He's one of the best choices for a Justice League film. And so it's it's kind of like you and I talk a lot about the should there be multiple versions. And I think it only makes sense for Brainiac to be used on this show if you don't have any plans to use him anytime soon. If Matthew Vaughn or someone is writing a script right now for a 2020 release date with Brainiac as the villain of a solo Superman film, I would think this was a bad choice to have it and and. But if you're you're looking five years ahead and maybe there's just there's not a Superman film in development or if there is and they're going with a Metallo as a villain or something, then that's fine. There are definitely pros and cons that we could we could talk about all day. Um, but, yeah, I think it only makes sense if we're years away. And it, it goes sort of back between the difference between the best thing for the show. The best thing for Krypton is probably to have Brainiac as the villain, but it might not be the best thing for DC as a whole if you plan on using him again just because he's such a big A-list type character uh, and, and there are negatives to having multiple versions of them out there, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's, especially for us who are like really into the comics and everything, especially Brainiac is a character that lends itself to a lot of different versions because there are literally a lot of different versions of Brainiac and he can survive through a whole bunch of different time and iterations and whatnot. But for the general audience, yeah, it's, but I don't know, I mean, there's, as much as I like the show and I want it to succeed, I don't think a lot of the general audience that are just going to fund superhero movies are maybe even going to know about this show or know that Brainiac exists on the show. And if they know about it, they're not going to watch it. And so I don't think they'll be that confused. So I'm really happy that they're using it. The selfish part of me is really happy that they're using it on Krypton. And I also want him to be in a film very soon. So I want both because... I want it all. So that's one thing that, that you always hear the counter arguments, multiple versions is that you're a fan. You want to see all the, all the characters have free reign. Um, would you rather, you know, like people talk about Cap flash and Superman in the movies and TV. Would you rather that? Or would you rather have, if you look at the next five, 10 years, we're only going to have X number of DC characters adapted. Would you rather have two of them be Brainiac or Brainiac on the movies and somebody else, a villain that we won't see in the movies. So rather than seeing, for instance, a Nightwing movie and a Titans TV show starring Dick Grayson, would you rather have a Nightwing movie and a Titans series starring Tim Drake or something like that? Two different ver two different characters or the same character twice? Yeah, it's especially because like the scarcity of the films, it's, it's a very good point that you kind of have to manage your characters as a resource pretty well because there's not going to be a lot of movies. And so Right. It is, it is almost kind of a waste to have the same character twice because 
you're not going to get another chance on the film very soon. So I don't know, but Brainiac is a really fantastic <laughs> character. So I guess I would still be happy, but you do make a good point. <laughs> yeah. Bottom line, I'm definitely excited to be seeing Brainiac, uh, in some form. That's, that's the best part of him being on the show. Right. I would, ideally it would be in a Superman film, but yeah, I, I think this warrants a, a deeper conversation some other time, but, uh, yeah, that we'll just touch on it for now. Yeah. So that's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow.